Okay, so now you gotta set up your microphone. Oh, wait, wait, do I? Huh? She oh. wanna see herself. There she go. Okay, Betty! Ooh, Betty! Ooh, right. I can't to, see my face. She's trying to catch a fish. Hold on, hold on, let me take a picture. Hold on, I ain't bringing yeah, enough clothes for Everybody this pull out your phones. I should have had my titties out. Pull out our phones for it. Just, just take a video. Yeah, you oh, yeah, whatever you want to do. Mm -hmm. I'm starting in three. Social media. Is this camera right here? Uh, yeah, but you don't look at the camera. We're just going to be having a conversation. I'm in here at, with these important, look famous at the people. Camera. Uh -huh. And also, just so you know, all of this is getting published in the episode. Oh, what are we doing right now? This? Yes. I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Let me say something then. Wait, let me record myself one more time. So First of all, give an honor to God, who right. is the head of my who life. Who is the head of my life. <laughs> Now, then, then they, how we do these? How, yeah, we how close these? we need the mics to have. So now. you just want it like right under your chin, basically. Oh, okay. Under our chin. Okay. So it'll be in the camera for me. Damn, I look good. <laughs> you do look good. <laughs> Go on, tell the audience how good you look. I look great. Come on. That's what happiness will do for you. Oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> okay. Breast is sitting up high. Some people can't relate. Like, you know, wait, wait. What it means is... to feel happy and look good not and is, not walk it, around. Not I'm starting like already. One, two, is it copyright one, infringement if I start playing on my mama? Oh, my mama. Oh, you, my you'll find out in a few weeks when <laughs> you get finished. Somebody <laughs> going to report this. Go send a cease and desist. It's already oh, illegal for us to Oh, my gosh. I had a dream somebody last night tried to send me a cease and desist. For real? Oh, yes. Doing? I don't know what I was doing. But they tried to send oh, me a cease and desist, the but they couldn't. Tell about this cease and desist before we get started. No, they really Lord, couldn't. We it really was in my dream. Are you really recording this? She thinks beyond later. I'm excited. No, that's good. Okay, you're good. Well, right, I don't know good? what I'm going to talk about. I don't remember nothing. That's fine. We just we going to see. We just going to jump see. into it. I should sure definitely get to write some questions, though. Oh, well, we just going to whatever yeah. this, whatever the spirit leads us. Right. Mm -hmm. Let's Man. do it. Yeah. And this is a free form episode. We're not doing it like we regularly do. Wait, wait, hold on. You got some wait, drinks? You no some drinks somewhere here? Yeah, there's some drinks back there. <laughs> oh, hold on. Y'all want something? Is it that sparkly please? No, this is mine. What they got? I think water? just water, maybe some so. diet coke. It's, in a, little, it's in a little mini fridge back there. <laughs> oh, I didn't think I was yeah, gonna. Kind of, oh, you know, there's a tissue right here. You know what I'm saying? This is cute though, so I'm gonna put that on. Anybody got to use the rest? I'm good. I, I got my nose. <laughs> no, but I don't want to let them good. I have. I'm well uh clenched. <laughs> Shut your ass up. The camera recording. <laughs> before That's I get reported before I, I get reported be, again. I was about to be dancing. <laughs> you know your friend might be ear hustling. Looking. Might be. Ain't no mic. She definitely is. <laughs> mama, mama, the episode dropped. Ooh, not mama, you <laughs> the episode dropped. <laughs> and nobody said me. And you mentioned us, but they added us. <laughs> and where's it, Chris Brown? It's freaking Friday. <sighs> oh, Lord, I was listening to pick up your feelings. <laughs> I was listening to pick up your feelings on the way here. I said, this is all I needed. Ooh. The jazz was so. I need to learn her song so I can do karaoke. <laughs> oh, that's my. Don't forget to come and pick up your. <laughs> Yeah, we got a lot to get up, get through. That part, you're gonna be successful. First of all, let me give a shout out to Charleston White. Not who, Charleston White. I'm just playing. 
That's my name. <laughs> you just want to hug. <laughs> you mad. You mad. <laughs> How long did it take for the episode too. to drop, Nick? Uh, we're dropping on Wednesday. Damn, that's fast. A fast Back turnaround. Uh, you know, we turn around quick. Here. I can't wait. White people time. I know. Not white people time. <laughs> All right. Let's test this audio out real quick. You want to bring the microphone closer to you? You want to lay right under your chin. So closer than that. Like this? Uh, <laughs> they need, they need they, everything. We got <laughs> That's our video. And it's done in the podcast. <laughs> is it recording? I want to make sure this is fun. Okay? The camera was on you. I got that from a video. Right. Coming to you loud. No, no excuses I'm now. A mm-hmm. Coming to you loud, live, and in color. All right. All right. <laughs> Melody what, what, Louise said, Who's oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, we gotta get some more light on you. Hold on. Nate, ooh, you need to podcast with Louise. Dark. I mean, that's not bad. Thing. So, you know, oh, me light light. Light. You gotta get you a light Not white, not white, not white, or right? That's what they were saying about the Mormons. The black Mormons. Nate, I'm trusting you with these clips. Make us look good. You better do us right. I woke up in. Are you on camera too, Nate? Nathaniel? You see his shot? His shot was the I first did. one. You're right. Ooh, Come, on, right. Come on, Ooh. light. Let that be. Come on, on light. Let's do Man, this. Fix your arm sleeve. Your, your right arm sleeve. This big ass shirt. This shirt too big. That's cute. That name you see cool. my? Can you see my black girl magic? Or Period. No? You can see black girl. That's all you need to see. So at least the audience will know what you are. That man is showing the breasts. Just... <laughs> That's all. Okay, right. My shirt is all I'm interested in. Okay. Right. Right. You want to hit my? Where's my light? <laughs> you must possess light? this. You must be yeah, this. A black girl. You got enough lighting. You good and lit. Yeah, black you, men. You lit. We can't say. Can we say? Look straight. Can we say the N word, Nate? Yeah. Yeah. You good, niggas? I'm not interested, okay? Ooh. You don't have <laughs> what I want. That's why I had to tell him, the security guard at BYU yesterday, that's he tried to get my number. I said, I got places to be and drove out. I can't. May, may I get your number? Exactly. <laughs> Hello, will you be here? You keep on going. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> and that clip is going on. Yes. <laughs> Let me stop. I said, so you don't have nothing I want. I got, got places to be. Seven minutes of premium content here. Okay, All y'all, right. come on. You let's go get started. Well, Huh? You're going to cut this out, right? <laughs> All right, let's do this. Oh, they got uh, his own podcast. We couldn't do no Zoom. Ain't, don't he? Right, no, for real. We couldn't do no Zoom. They got a, he got a whole a podcast. A whole podcast. You yeah. don't want to be running the podcast now, ain't it, Nate? This is love. Oh, I'm not supposed to say that? Well, no. Rachel, Rachel, um, <laughs> next time I say yeah, we so we work together. So oh. like we'll we'll take turns hosting and then we'll um like upload the podcast and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. But for a while it was, just, it was just you. Right. Right. We, you know, we've we rebalanced the scales, but for the for most of twenty twenty three I was running black medicine. I was posting. by yourself. By mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you and that's the Sebastian is came through. still doing black it's what you doing. Yeah, now he's the one that's, now, okay, yeah, now he's the one that's primarily, you know, posting. <laughs> Not but, the goat. You might be fine, RJ. You might be fine. Are we ready to start? We ready. We Everybody are ready. ready. You got questions? Hold on. Let me you gonna have, have you gonna have mid-coming okay. your okay. videos. Let like, him I'm test audio. Starting with me. Testing. One, two, three. Okay. Now we'll go to Melody. Hello? Hello? Okay. 
It's Kenesha. on. Hello. I ain't hear nothing. Okay. So true. <laughs> what's good? What's good? What's good? It's your boy. Like been doing after dark R and B album. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy Dark Temptation. Right. <laughs> Coming to you live, eighty nine point three. I'm just trying to get in your ear and whisper a few things. <laughs> I cannot. S E X X Radio. <laughs> your late night specials coming up next. BT After Dark. <laughs> that new joint from Taylor Swift and Bryson Tiller. Okay, before we start, is there anything off limits? <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, he can edit if it if it is. He can just That's right. But before we start, to be honest, I think we should start with a prayer. Who wants to pray? A prayer. In <laughs> public, ain't so the wild. Lord can help us convey our message. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm glad you think we got a message. I, I just I, come I, in and hey, be with friends. This right here, be. Because I kind of want to see Janisha's face. You know, I don't know. I just want to push back a tad bit. Maybe. Maybe. He wants to hear reactions to stuff. Because we need that. Sounds sure. No looks. Andre. I mean, Andre. Come on. Come on, come on, brother. Uh, yeah, Johnson. we're ready. Did I come on, no, we said pray. Okay. Oh, pray. you want me to pray? Come on, yeah, brother. Come on, brother. Lead us in prayer. Not suffice, celestial. Heavenly Father, we come to you today as grateful as we know how to be. Thanking you for this wonderful weekend we've had with the besties. Our plans finally made it out the group chat, and we're grateful. We ask that whatever we say, we may bring laughter to our audience. We may bring healing to our audience. Amen. And to our haters, may they continue to hate. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. <laughs> may they continue right to the to ceiling and fell to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> that prayer was for the people. He told God to our haters, but to continue to hate. Amen. When they go low, we go to the most high. Amen. Amen. So if y'all haven't, uh, if you can't tell by the, the first 10 minutes of this episode, we uh, we got a prize minutes. for y'all today. Uh, we have some amazing people in the studio, some of my bestest friends in the whole world. Uh, we got, let's start off with uh, Janisha Demise, the original Black Menace, and we're going to talk about that. Really, Ooh, though. Child. Really, though. The original. And as a, as a current Black Menace, I can I can testify that Janisha is the original Black Menace. The original. I take that with pride. Hello, audience. <laughs> Hello, America. <laughs> 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 For those of you living in Utah, Janisha is single and willing to move to Salt Lake City. He ain't a lot and a half. <laughs> better come down to the dirty south, baby. Next we, got, <laughs> next, we got our resident straight friend, Melody. You got what? She loves men. So, men, <laughs> don't sure lie to, to these people. Be sure to hit her up men, <laughs> stay off my date, DMs, please. You ain't got what I want. <laughs> If you're a beautiful black woman, hit Melody up. Please. Okay. And then last but not least, we got Andre Johnson, who has been on the, the podcast before. It's so great to be back. He's back as a, <laughs> and it's good to be seen. <laughs> Andre, our resident repeat offender. And then there's me, <laughs> Nate Bird. Happy to be on the podcast as always. Uh, today's a little bit more of a freeform episode. We're just going to jump right into it and talk about some of our experiences. So a little bit of background. Uh Myself, Andre, Janisha, and Melody, we all went to BYU at the same time. We served in various leadership positions together. Andre was the Black Student Union president, and then I was the Black Student Union president. 
Melody was in a couple presidencies, right? And then Janisha, were you in a presidency or were you just over I was an honorary member of a, each presidency. <laughs> okay, yeah. You were honorary member <laughs> of my presidency. Really she, she was the advisor to the president. Yes, exactly. <laughs> right. She's the one that, that made all the decisions behind the scenes. Right. Janisha was the chief of staff. Right. Olivia, Olivia Pope. Olivia Pope. Exactly. Right. It's handled, okay? And the male was Annalise. <laughs> For real. <laughs> Annalise was um, yeah, so we all work together uh, very closely to do a lot of of activism work at BYU. We were involved in multiple protests, multiple, uh, well, not multiple, a, a class takeover or two. If you know when some racist incidents occurred, had them white folks scared. Uh, <laughs> we started some pretty incredible events. Janisha is responsible for getting perspectives into the big auditorium. What do you call that? The big. The varsity theater? In, no, the I mean the ballroom. Yeah, the ballroom. Woo, responsible for, for getting perspectives into the ballroom. Well, well, it was originally in the ballroom the year before. Oh, was it? Okay. I wasn't but there. But there was a few empty. people. <laughs> the I, seats were I empty. I filled the ballroom. Okay, so Janisha... The pews were not filled. Yeah. <laughs> okay, buses were empty. Like the buses last were night, dirty. I would imagine. Yeah, it was less than okay. last night. Less than last night. The, okay. that, first, that first year I saw it, it was less than last night. And then the next year... I uh, did my thing. Out we did. Door. I lying at the door. We did. <laughs> we did standing room only for that. Year. Right. Yeah. And then every year following until yeah. last night. Right. Yeah. Last night was a horror. <laughs> a mess. We're going to talk about it. Um, yeah, so we participated in that. We did perspectives. I started BSU Junior at, at BYU, mm -hmm. which is a, a mentorship program for uh, for black kids in the Utah community because Lord knows they need it. Mm -hmm. representation. Mm -hmm. And I remember how important it was for me as a kid to see like older black kids and like want to be like them. So I was mm -hmm. like, well, I want to make sure the kids have that experience. So started BSU Junior, much to the chagrin of BYU, they did not want to have it. And so oh, yeah. they told me no, and I had it anyway. Mm -hmm. And then they got mad, but now we have it every year. Period. the way things went when we were at BYU. Um, we, they told us no. We find a back door. You found somebody else who would do it. Somebody gonna say yes. Right. right. Exactly. So they didn't true. say they didn't say yes. We went to the next person, to the next person, to the next person until we got. Oh, we did our own. And Janisha yeah. was in them offices <laughs> <laughs> every week. That's what she do every week. <laughs> Religiously every week. And all kind of friends. Ooh, I'll tell you what. Look. I'm just tell y'all right now. So I'm I'm gonna be messing up switching these cameras because I gotta do it by myself. Oh, it's so I'm gonna be right. pushing the button. Yeah, but just know did. if it's just cool. remind me if you see. If oh, you, see you got the audience. We all giving face, right? Mm -hmm. we are. Period. We face kind never declines <laughs> ever. And this is what it looks like to be grown. That's what you got to look forward to. This right. and, and crippling debt and bills and depression. <laughs> For real, <laughs> the, the joy of, of leaving. Don't BYU. get anxiety, the sister. <laughs> <laughs> no. All right. Um, yeah, so let's just jump right into it. Janisha, you want to talk about uh, why you're, you're titled the original Black Menace? Wow. Uh, well, I was given that title, mm -hmm. <laughs> but I will humbly accept it. Um, I don't know. My time at BYU, I think my first year I did what most people did, just push through, didn't see any, saw little things, but ignored it. Oh, okay, mm -hmm. this is weird, whatever. Mm -hmm. So it got to a point where I couldn't ignore it anymore. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I remember I was sitting down uh, in the library one time <laughs> with my uh, dear friend, Daryl. And I was like, you know what? We should record. We should record this stuff so the world can see what we deal with. Because mm -hmm. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of the questions. Mm -hmm. tired of the looks. I'm tired of just all, all the little uh, microaggressions mm -hmm. that we were dealing with. And so um, I went to him. I had another friend who was um, in the BSU presidency, Ashley. 
me and her sit down. We talked about a few questions and stuff. And then we uh, rented a camera from the... Uh, what is it? Howard B. Lee Library? Harold B. Lee? Harold? Harold B. Lee Library? And uh, we went to rent that camera and we went out. We just started asking questions. And, you know, they weren't any leading questions. There weren't any um, any questions to set anyone up for failure. Mm-hmm. Just standard just question. question. You you tell me what you think mm-hmm. and, and you're going to show your hand and you're going to show the world how you, how you are. And, um, we just showed the world kind of how uh, we, what we how we had to deal with things, and so uh, moving forward from that, I remember I attended uh, Perspectives my sophomore year, and I was disappointed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was I didn't now mind you I had went to protect Perspectives the year before, and so it was, it was pretty cool. So Perspectives is uh, a platform for the Black students <laughs> at BYU to uh, share their perspective, share their voice, share their culture, mm-hmm. uh, the same as uh, <laughs> Luau, Fiesta, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. But it's doing Black history for the Black students at BYU. So uh, the one my freshman year was nice, cool. Uh, the, my sophomore year, I wasn't as much involved because I was dealing with uh, my mental health because of the microaggressions mm-hmm. and all this stuff I was dealing with my freshman year. Mm-hmm. And so when I saw perspectives that second year, I said, oh no, this, this ain't it. This Man, ain't it at all. Perspectives was on a Friday. I was in my advisor's office who was the head of MSS on Monday. Mm. 8 and I told her, I said, hey, next year I want to do it. Next year I want to do it. So I pulled my friends in. I pulled out my connections in. Uh, I had meetings. I was in meetings every week. Mm-hmm. I was a full-time student, mm-hmm. worked full-time as Talk a student, which it. was 20 hours. Yep. And I was a full-time perspectives lead. Period. Mm-hmm. Meetings with the Unpaid. MSS. Hmm? Unpaid. Man. Unpaid. Unpaid. Not getting paid. Unpaid. But you know what? The reward was my, my payment. Mm-hmm. You're good. Keep okay. The, the reward was my payment. Seeing all those people fill those seats mm-hmm. and the feeling and, and seeing the black students on stage, the smile, mm-hmm. then being able to be themselves, Melanie taking a knee. <laughs> You know, stuff like that. Always. That was my reward. Um, so the pay, you know, I, I just rolled with it. And so um yeah. Shall we shall we watch the video that you made? Oh, uh, yeah. Put some clips in there. Yeah, do some yeah. clips. In there. We can put some clips in there. That, that clip video right went well. Uh, it was like multiple, Utah, it was multiple sure. levels, right? Because yeah, you started so in the, the first, library mm-hmm. and then you went out on campus and then yeah, you got went on like, officially produced videos of like some of the students. Know. Yeah, yeah. If you ask me, it, it, I think they won Christ like. <laughs> <laughs> Close quote. Roll the clip. If anything was on Christ like in that video, it was what those students were saying. Right. Roll the clip. Nothing about what I did. You want to share it? It's 25 minutes, so we're not going to watch the whole thing. Yeah. yeah you can zoom to a random clip. Any clip. Any What is it you want to meet? Oh. Let's see. Well, you know, I you can keep going while I, while I figure yeah, out. Yeah, so, um, yeah. Uh, took over perspectives. A lot of meetings, a lot of emails. Um. When the MSS uh, director couldn't answer my question, I went to the associate dean. Mm-hmm. When the associate dean couldn't answer my question, I went to the other associate dean. Mm-hmm. When that uh, dean couldn't answer my question, I went to the dean of students. Mm-hmm. When he couldn't answer my question, I emailed the vice president of the university. <laughs> Somebody go listen. No response, no answer, or you couldn't answer my question, 
Hello, President Worthen. How are you doing? My name <laughs> is Janisha right. Williams. We went all the way you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's levels to it. You have to know how to work the system. Yeah. And, I thought, and, and you have to do it in a way that is, unfortunately, you have to go out of your way to make sure it's non threatening, um, mm-hmm. non accusatory. Yeah. And you're not pointing a finger at anybody. You have to come to them. Which is why Janisha did this work and not me. And say, <laughs> we have Martin Luther King and we have Malcolm X. Right. <laughs> yeah, they say Melody Jackson name. They quench up everything. They delete the email. Just went to him and said, hey, look, I'm a black student here. This is what I need. Yeah. This is what we need. Yeah. What can you do for me? Mm. And it worked. Yeah, it worked. You know, Tell Jimmy John's lunches, right. the Sky Room. Yep. You know what I'm saying? We, we, we enjoyed it a little bit, Crab-less. but it was definitely a process very mentally taxing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exhausting. Um, because mm-hmm. you're doing a full-time job. Absolutely. But you're you not are. being paid for it. I was and BYU MSS just advisor. expects that. Really? They just expect that from Director. Yeah, no, I was yeah. a, really, I, I was in there mm-hmm. every day. And the thing is, too, without the effort of black students at BYU, Nothing will happen. Nothing. Ooh, nothing. And don't tell them you need to schedule an appointment. Just show up. Not at all. <laughs> show up. Mm-hmm. Show up. I say, hey, I see it. Her office is open. Can I speak to her for a second? She's actually on lunch right, right. now. That's cool. Can you tell her Janisha's here? Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> that lunch is going to stop real quick. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, and look, what I was telling them last night, um, at BYU, you have to find friends. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, in administration, yeah. professors, allies, 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 allies what you yeah. call it. Mm-hmm. I like to call it the under, underground railroad. Ooh, and that's really? a great yeah. Because they're not, yeah. they not out they front with it. You know what I'm saying? You have to go go to their office, close their door and talk. Yeah. They're they going to tell you what to do. They're going to tell you what to do. And I'm keeping all names out of this for a reason. Mm-hmm. But if you need to know those friends, I got them for you. Right. Send your niche Absolutely. Let's play it. FaceTime me so I can see you. <laughs> so what ways do you think we can educate BYU about black culture? Um, okay. I think this video is a great idea. What is it you want me to reconcile myself to? I'm getting chills. I was born here almost 60 years ago. Oh, the James I'm not going to live another 60 years. You always told me it takes time. It took it's taking my father's time, my mother's time, my uncle's time, my brother's and my sister's time, my nieces and my nephew's time. How much time do you want? Mel, you know they could probably hear you, right? In the microphone. I love love James Walk. Okay. Ideas for... So what are some of the challenges that you think uh, black students face here on campus at BYU? That's a great question. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) No, I don't know. So what do you think are some of the challenges that uh, black students face here on campus at BYU? I think it's more of a self-esteem issue that they look around and it's almost that they're overpowered by a different color. So they think that they need to be different in some other way so they stand out. Okay, what do you think are some of the challenges that black students face here on campus at BYU? Um, I definitely think some of the bigger challenges are just, you know, feeling accepted. You know, there's a lot of African-Americans, I'm sure, that feel that, you know, because they're not white, you know, they can't really fit in. They feel that they don't have a place. You know, maybe culturally there are a lot of differences. And so I think, you know, if anything, that's probably the biggest issue is that feeling of acceptance and socialization. What are some things that you think black people experience at this university? I think some of the things they experience is people look at us differently because of our hair or the way we talk and our style. But some of the challenges that black students would face here at BYU, I feel like, goes back to the whole prejudice. Um, I guess answer with, 
cliques being formed on campus between whites and blacks, maybe. Um, obviously, blacks are blacks. not as prevalent on campus. Um, I don't like the way he say black. No, right. It's, it's the way he said black. Like we wrong. have a problem with blatant prejudice being, you know, any racism outright being acted here on campus. So, I don't know. Yeah. I also, I mean, kind of naive. I haven't seen any huge like acts of racism, but I kind of going along with what he said. I think that is <laughs> just being like a super minority at BYU. I think you'd have to deal with being a black student, people kind of doing like a double take, just kind of like looking, being looked at a little bit more, I guess being noticed more, kind of sticking out a lot more than you would, I guess, in another environment or anywhere else. Were there any um, like specific questions that you remember that you want us to like highlight really quick? Because I'm not going to No, I, you know what? <laughs> for, one, for some reason, there's one clip that's, that's sticking out in my mind. I'm going to elaborate with three Caucasian males. Three Caucasian. Oh, I think that's this one right here. I feel like I remember that the most. Okay. Uh, but other than that, mm, like just about anything. <laughs> what they do? Call you a nigga? Nah. No. <laughs> Not them. Not well, them. Let's somebody this else. Response then, I think this is the one. You want to come look and see if it, is this is what I'm talking about? <laughs> is that it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they don't see a lot of African Americans or people outside. They got some good points, though. Typically yeah. from Utah, have a different, more of that traditionalist. What are some of the challenges that black folks face at BYU? I honestly don't know um, if I have an answer to that. I'm not totally sure on that. But I think you played enough of it. They're going to go and watch it. They gonna, yeah, right. They can go we back and watch it. We refer you to the clip uh-huh. to see the ignorance. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, but there were, there were a lot of good <clears throat> things about that video. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. One thing we need to point out, too. Is that that video was filmed in 2018, 2019? 2018. It, it has to be 18. Fall of 2018. Yep. Black Menaces didn't come around until 2022. Yeah. So Janisha was asking those questions. Ahead of the curve. Four yeah. years before. For sure. Four years ahead of the curve. I didn't know anything about technology. I just knew to turn that camera yeah. on <laughs> and put that mic on the uh, put that mic in their hand. And so four years later, um, the same, you know, inspiration of, of wanting people to see and understand, but we had a different platform. Because TikTok yeah. wasn't really popping. Yeah. Everything was around, but like nobody knew. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They were still doing like little ads on the sketchy games, you know. Join me. I was like, I'm not joining music. So yeah, that was four years before Black Menaces that was going on. Um and they, you know, there's still some wild things. Yeah, and I was too. solo dolo with that video. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for real. I was catching the eye Now, y'all, y'all was backing me up. I had people mm-hmm. to uh, back me up, but I posted that video of Janisha Williams. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Janisha Williams. Them comments was... Yeah. One thing about the and, conversation, they're going to show out. Oh, yeah. And they a lot of people want to uh, hone in on the negative. Yeah. On the negative, on the negative. You need to look at the big picture. Yeah. It, it's not about... Oh, he said something that made him look uh, racist. Mm. <laughs> this is about what black students are dealing with at BYU. Yeah. yeah. And this video, so it got 30,000 views. <clears throat> okay. Which was a lot. I think it was 17 was when I was like, oh, I'm, I'm going viral. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, everybody in Utah seen it. The people who I needed to see it mm-hmm. saw it. Yeah. To this day, like a lot of uh, we've had a couple of black students tell us, like, "Hey, yeah. I Google BYU and like black experience." And this video, you know came what? Up. I'm glad yeah. you said that mm-hmm. because when I got accepted into BYU, I said, "You know what? I know I'm gonna go to Utah. Let me see mm-hmm. BYU black students." Mm. I, 
I ain't seen nothing. nothing. Not a nothing. Rachel nothing. actually, before Rachel came to BYU, mm-hmm. she watched this video. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, uh, I ain't seen nothing. Maybe like a football player here, basketball player here, mm-hmm. pregnancy here, something, Ooh, something. And I was like, like, wait a minute. So when I did it, I was like, you know what? I want black students to be able to see this because I wish I had this video. Not that it would mm-hmm. have deterred me from coming, right? Uh, but it would have prepared me mm-hmm. and show you that you got community. and show me I got people. Yeah, yeah. you got I got people out here. Mm-hmm. That's that know what's going mm-hmm. on and got your back. Yeah, because I didn't know anything about the black community when I got here. Yeah. Me my, either. My me. parents and y'all didn't me, huh? Because yeah. it wasn't one. <laughs> <laughs> no, we did. We started. There was three people in BSU, and we yeah. were all in the presidency. Yeah, you know? but we were not connected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very true. <sighs> so that was that. So that's. That's Janisha, the original Black Menace. Yes. Original. Straight out of Houston. Thank you, thank you, thank you. h Oh, you know what? Can I address a couple more things, too, Ooh. before we move on? <laughs> Get off your chest. <laughs> <laughs> so I uh, just to rejog some memories and whatnot, I went through some of my old emails. And I remember I had one of my friends from the Underground Railroad tell me to write a proposal. Mm-hmm. If, if you feel like something is needed, write a proposal. So that's what I was doing at home on, on the MacBook typing, <laughs> okay? Just typing. And I ran across a, a, a proposal. Let me read some of it really quick. Try not to screenshot. The screenshot, yes. the receipts. She said, I and I was, I, this was sent to Dear Vice President Charmin, oh, March 30th, 2017. And the mission of BYU is to assist individuals in their quest for perfection and eternal life in a stimulating setting where a commitment to excellence is expected and the full realization of human potential is pursued. I listed a few ideas that I have in order to complete that mission for multicultural students. Absolutely. One, put in place a new office on campus to address issues of race relations. What we have now, tell them. (laughs) Two, you don't want to do that? And this is this is before the Co-Rev report, too. Because that didn't it's come out until 2017. Yeah, yeah, this is 2017. Three years before the Co-Rev report. Two, put in place a new position in the current university office to address the issues of race relations. Three, Which they still don't have. you don't see the need, conduct a research project in order to see what the opinions and attitudes are of the current and past students in relation to a need of a race relations office. Janisha, what I'm hearing now is that, that BYU needs to hire you for these very jobs you just listed. <laughs> above, oh, the curve. Above, <laughs> the curve. above the curve. Above the curve. Talk about prophecy uh, in but, the church. Talk about revelation much, in the church. Imagine how much PR trouble they could have they missed Man, they what? Listen to Janisha. Listen, what do I know? Because they've been under fire. BYU's what, been under fire. What, what do I know? Man. I don't know nothing. Not a nothing. And the, the second thing I wanted to address, um, multiple meetings. Uh, I couldn't find any emails on that. Multiple meetings about allowing a certain sorority on campus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Call it out. Tell In 2018. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. worked hard. For black students, for black female hard. students. Specifically. Yeah. All I got was a no. But what I will say is that I'm happy that uh, it's there today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Just takes time sometimes. Mm-hmm. Time. Mm-hmm. Time. Listen. Time and a voice. And now here, For and a also, church that... Apparently, they used to be on, on campus way back in the day. Like oh, in really? the 60s and 70s, they was on campus. With black before, students? Before BYU got rid of sorority. Yeah, they had... They, they had, did. Uh, oh, I, that's how, I remember that. Um, Sister Hartwell. Mm-hmm. Oh, Hartwell's wow. Wife, she joined at BYU. They she, do she research on that. Wow. Oh, I wish yeah, I would have knew that. Be. I would talk to her. Ooh. Right. Mm-hmm. I wish I would have known that. Yeah. Okay. So it used to be there. And, you know, I, and pointing all of this out, you've said all them things in 2018, 2017, right? Mm-hmm. Who knows what 
black students did before us. No, for what real. They was doing before, you know? But you know what? We have technology. Mm-hmm. Mm. Right, which is a big difference. Yep. So we were able to make these situations more public, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, yeah, we yeah. do want to give the people who came before us credit. Absolutely. Absolutely. We have been drafted. Absolutely. <laughs> Even though they came for us on Facebook. Ooh. Right. No, we do know. We <laughs> support y'all. Talk about- we support y'all for even starting the Black Student Union because right, we right, know right. the work that y'all did to even get the Black Student Union started. Right. So and we, and we, and we, can, we are um, grateful. And we, I can understand your struggles. Yeah. Because we had the same ones. Mm-hmm. And also the Because I'm sure to- it, was, it was even fewer, fewer of yeah, them than it was of us. So. And, yeah. and so we desire, appreciate y'all and we love y'all. Absolutely. For real. Yeah. And I will say the desire to leave and not look back is very strong. Oh, so yes. That pull as well. mm-hmm. Yes, but uh, yes, it is. Mm-hmm. You're right. All right, Melody. Oh, I'm next. Good. Come on. Yeah. Next up on the mic. Poet laureate. <laughs> next on deck. Take a knee. Burn it down. Where you from, Melody? Mississippi. Vicksburg, Mississippi in the house. Come on. And uh, tell us about your experience at BYU and the the work you was out there doing. Oh, Lord. So I grew up in the church in Mississippi and I was used to seeing, you know, black people everywhere because like those were my social circles. Um, Everybody that I knew was black. And the only time I really, truly experienced kind of white people um, was in church. But I think one thing that the church offers to black people that makes it so appealing, right, is kind of this um, almost this like a different life than than what you probably experience on an everyday. Um, it does like whiteness is attractive to a lot of black people that that join the church. And so for me, you elaborate on that. Yeah. Of like the kind of um, status that it that it can give you by joining the church, okay. right? That maybe you, the social capital that it gives you, I, I guess you can say, right? Mm-hmm. The opportunities that it can give you, the social networks that it can give you, yeah. right? The mm-hmm. idea that like, maybe you aren't <laughs> like other black people. This might be seem harsh, but it's very true. Yeah. One of the very mm-hmm. appealing things that of, of why black people kind of join the churches is um, this, this social status that it gives you, right? That, you aren't like other people or you have more opportunities that other people, other black people might not have in terms of education or even economic help and things like that. Mm-hmm. And so I think when I was like um, in the church growing up, I definitely uh, I was aware of racism, but I did not. It did not occur to me that that could happen in the church mm. because I'm be honest, I was striving for this like this 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 status of kind of um, being different, of being seen as kind of not what my circumstances were, um, and I just thought, you know, this is the Lord's church. There's no space for for those things. <laughs> so I went to BYU my freshman year, like. There were people in my ward was like, Melody, have you thought about going to like other schools? Which the suggestions they gave were not any better than BYU. They were like, you should, let's help you apply to like Harvard and Yale. Tell them this is white. Mm-hmm. But I was like, no, I want to go where there are other Mormons. And, you know, I want to go in the Lord's church. And so I went to BYU my freshman year. When I tell you, I I knew I was black. I'm not going to tell you the experiences. <laughs> I knew I was black because I'm still friends with those people. And I love them very dearly. Um but I definitely had those experiences in terms of dating, looking in terms of roommates, right? Mm-hmm. That I 
um, was very, I wasn't hyper aware of my blackness, but I knew that I was like different, but it was like BYU. I thought I was just fitting in because it's like the Mormons, you know, mm-hmm. I thought I was, I was at home. Hmm. So <laughs> I went on, on a mission and where you serve, I served in Rio de Janeiro, Rio, uh, Rio de Janeiro. I don't know how you even say that in English now. Rio, 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 Granada, Granada, Rio. I don't know. How you would say that in the English accent. But um, in Brazil, and I went to Brazil, and it's so very interesting how it it took a different kind of cultural context and a different, um, like, country of Blackness for me to kind of contextualize, understand my experiences in the church. Kind of like, you know, when Malcolm X went on his Mecca, right? Mm. Um, I went to Brazil and my mission president was black. My mission president's wife was black. Uh, my state presidents were black. My bishops were black. My release society presidents were black. Right. And I'm definitely not saying that like whiteness, right, right. (laughs) I'm not saying that like whiteness isn't very prevalent in the church in Brazil. Right. But it was something like, once I saw that, I started thinking back, like, I grew up in Mississippi. Mississippi is the blackest state in the United States. Mm-hmm. And I only remember seeing two priesthood, black le- priesthood, not even leaders, just holders. My entire experience. I only remember seeing one other like black family growing up. And so I started thinking, I became much more aware of like race in the church because of my experience with Brazil, right? And also the ways in which um, the Brazilian people was like thinking about me being black in the church. They were like, um, first of all, they didn't even think I was American. They would see me and say, think that I was Brazilian. And then I would speak and they would be like, no, with that accent, you know? <laughs> um, um, but they would say, you know, like there are like black people in the church black people in america um uh, and so that like also got me thinking about like my blackness in church so i came back from my mission the summer of the spring summer of 2016 and that was the summer that philando castile and um oh who was it who was it philando castile and um i know you talking about. My i mind. can't remember the name i can't remember yeah. but i'll come back to it if i remember mm-hmm. um it wasn't eric garner's philando castile and it? It um no it was the guy that got killed in louisiana in front of the the, the grocery store i don't know eric garner was in new york um i'll come back to it when i if i remember it mm-hmm. um but it was kind of like their deaths was like the resurgence of the Black Lives Matter movement. Alton Sterling. Alton Sterling, Alton exactly Sterling. who it was. Alton Sterling um, was like this this resurgence of the the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, and so I started thinking more about like my race in the church because I was seeing kind of all of these things that was happening in the world. And then I was like posting about it because I was trying to make sense of it. And mm-hmm. I think I make sense <laughs> like the way I think through my thoughts is kind of writing them out um, and like using social media. And so I mm-hmm. was making posts about it. And one of my friends, one of my best friends, Jenna, was a TA for sociology of race and ethnicity at BYU. And she saw my post and she said, like, Melody, I see that you're like struggling with what's going on. I'm the TA of this class. And I think it would be really helpful if you took this class. Like, I really do think you need it. And so I signed up um, for sociology 323 at BYU sociology of race, mm-hmm. of race and ethnicity yeah. for, with Dr. Ryan Gabriel. Shout mm-hmm. out to Dr. Gabriel. It's one of the best the classes hell on they BYU campus. Man. 
Yeah, the first African-American uh, person and man to get tenure uh, at BYU. Mm. 2022. That school is over 150 years old. He's the first black person, to, well, first African-American to get tenure uh, in sociology. Well, he gave me a C minus. He gave you a C minus. <laughs> Dr. Gabriel for that. I, no, Dr. Rue. I still mess with him, though. Oh, Dr. Rue? I Dr. had Dr. Rue. Mm-hmm. I had Dr. Rue. I had Dr. Rue. Love also him. Also a friend of the podcast. Dr. Rue wasn't teaching at the semester I took it, so I had to take mm. it from Dr. Gabriel. Yeah. And also Jenna was like the TA of this class. Okay, cool. Um, but the hell they gave that man in that class, there would always be like this, this group of white men in the back of the class. Every single class, mm-hmm. we would we would go over whatever the readings were, and they would just be like, "Prove it. This isn't proof for what's your th- authority." I'm Fell like, him. "This man has a PhD." <laughs> and Dr. Gabriel was always saying that. But that class changed my life because mm-hmm. what I was struggling to articulate, that class gave me the language to understand what I was experiencing mm-hmm. being in this white space. I was not aware of how white BYU was because I just saw myself as Mormon. I didn't see myself as a black Mormon. Mm-hmm. You know, I saw myself as black, right? But I didn't see myself as a black Mormon. I didn't know what that really meant. That's true. What that I, really meant. I didn't make that distinction until I got to BYU. Yeah. It and wasn't that you, I was a black Mormon. It was just that I was a I black was just person Mormon, was right? Mormon. I was part of this this cult like this was my this was my cultural identity. Mm-hmm. The lies, the lies, Oof. the lies. Was I was always black. <laughs> I was always black. I was always black. I was always black too, but it was a very different black. It wasn't a black and Mormon, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like I grew up in Mississippi, my grandmother would tell me stories. So I knew, like I, I knew I was black, but I it, that blackness did not occur to me that I was also black in the church, mm-hmm. and also like. The ways in which the people in the church treated me, I was the exceptional black person. So I didn't uh, receive a lot of the kind of microaggressions and the racism right. that like my sisters received. You know, my sisters mm. who were like had teen pregnancies. I was the good black girl. And so mm. I was kind of, well, I don't even know if I was shielded, but Cuddle, I didn't notice coddled. it. Yeah, I didn't notice yeah. it as much because like Melody was like the good black girl, you know? Mm. And so I, after that sociology 323, I said, oh, it's over. It's over. It's over. I was already like an activist and like, see, this is what I said. I knew I was black. I was like doing a lot of work in like my high school in terms of like the black community um, in Mississippi. So like once once I took that class, I had the language and I knew how to talk about systems, right? That this isn't just like an individual experience. And that class, what that class gave me was other black people at mm-hmm. BYU, which I did not have before. Yeah. Like, all of my connections and friends before that class were all white. Can I just point out, too, I love that you said that you had the language. Moving yeah. Forward. I think that's super important because, mm-hmm. like, I, a lot of the things that I felt my freshman year at BYU, didn't know mm-hmm. what I didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how to describe yeah. that or how to express yeah. it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm just feeling all this inside. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to articulate this. I'm like, I'm, I'm feeling lonely, but like yeah. I feel like I don't fit in. Like, I don't understand yeah. what's mm-hmm. going on. Yeah. And then, yeah, like being able to... They get that education, yeah. take that class, exactly, yeah. and then have the language to express, oh, this is what I'm feeling. I'm feeling this imposter exactly syndrome. That's a microaggression. Yeah. No, right. no, that's yeah. a microaggression right there. What they that made me feel that way, that's a microaggression. Mm-hmm. I feel like, so having the language is so important. Yeah. That's, like, yeah. that's the importance of Which of, is why every student at BYU needs to have some mm-hmm. type of training on Absolutely. the ways in which race, race works, Absolutely. not just in the, the United States or in the world, but specifically within the LDS church. Mm-hmm. Like that's why that class, whether that class or another class on on race needs to be a requirement. Dr. Reese said they're yeah. working on it. So we'll see. Yeah. And I love, we'll see, see how it goes. And the thing is, the reason that a lot of white people are racist is not because necessarily they hate black people, but it's because they don't understand what racism is. They yeah. don't have the language 
to realize that when you tell, you know, yeah. your your adopted nephew that, you know, they're down those, you, you say something to them, yeah. that's a microaggression. Yeah. Or like, or when you tell like, somebody this, yeah. or when you behave a certain it, way, you a, treat somebody that way. It's a learned behavior. Yeah. That, that, that's what grandpappy said. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, he exactly. said it all the time. Right. Exactly. Yeah, so they exactly. don't know. And they exactly. don't have they don't have the knowledge or the understanding to be able to articulate what racism is. Right, yeah. And so they just think that being racist is just you just the evil person. Yeah. I'm not it's evil person. Like hanging somebody on a tree. It right. look a little different in 2024. Exactly, exactly. right. Like you exactly. don't have to, you know, go lynch somebody like you said to, yeah. to be racist, but exactly. you can be very racist. You can say very hurtful things. You can yeah. do a lot of damage to minority groups or not minority, uh, marginalized groups. Yeah. Just by not mm-hmm. knowing, like not having information. You so can sit a little podcast, black girl at the back of the restaurant uh-huh. and sit an older white man in the front with a <laughs> black girl with we gonna come back to that and that's that problem. was a crazy thing not Uncle Joe mm-hmm. not the black establishment well, let's, not, let's, let's not put the, the business on black please, please, please. Right. 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 we're gonna cut that out but yeah that class kind of like gave me the, the language the frameworks to know okay okay I get it I know what's going on here I know what's going on and so um there was a girl in our class actually that was like, um, you should come to the BSU. And I came to the BSU and I was like, okay, I'm gonna be nice. Let me go support. And it was like four people. Not like I have pictures from it. It was four of us at the BSU. And I was like, what is going on? Like, what is this place? And so I knew um that I wanted to do more with black students on campus. Oh, that's what I was gonna say, uh, Nate, before you said the language thing, is that the that class gave me the language and that class gave me the community that I need needed mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. there were so many other black students uh in that class who also were like either coming from their missions or um thinking about all of this like racial turmoil that was happening in the world and they wanted to find other black students and find other communities. So I met some of my absolute best friends in that class and we just started hanging out with each other and like just going to different events. Like we would go to the movies or just like say, Hey, let's do homework together. Cause we just like needed to support each other. And so um, we started going to that class. And then I think either the next semester or the next fall semester, um, because of like my connection with Dr. Gabriel and kind of some of the other stuff that I was doing on campus, um, someone came up to me and was like, hey, there's this really cool class that you should take uh, called a civil rights seminar. Hey. And mm-hmm. um, oh, I yeah. think you would really just like benefit from from the class and so i just i took that class and miss jonisha was also in that class yes, I was. I was saying, okay, oh, oh my jonisha did not like me but it's okay we we we, we friends we grown now. we grown now we grown um but that class but, also gave me kind of like so dr rue's class kind of gave me the language to like understand what was like happening in byu and the civil rights class kind of gave me like the history behind like how do you even get here in the first place right um not just like black history right because i think we did a lot of work of how do we understand race in the church i think dr um rebecca deswinas was was kind of very good and like make it bigger or move it up oh yeah longer well, your adjustment. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, the, um, we did a lot of work on, like, thinking about, like, the priesthood band because I don't even remember being 
taught the priesthood being going growing up in Mississippi, like which is of course because we don't talk about history, real history mm-hmm. in Mississippi, right? Um, and I remember just like we so the way the civil rights seminar works is you take these classes and you learn about this history and then you take a trip down to uh the south to alabama and to georgia and you kind of visit these places that we had studied throughout the semester and so i um went on that trip and i one of the most memorable parts of that trip the part where i just like felt the most is we were going to visit a site where this white woman named Viola Luiso was was killed. And she was like this white woman from up north who said that she felt that God called her to like work in the civil rights movement. And so she came down to Alabama. Left her kids, left her, her husband. Kids, her husband. Hmm. And she would, her job was to like help register people to vote. And so she would take black people to vote to help them register to vote. And the white people in this specific place found out what she was doing and uh, followed her one night and ended up like shooting up her car and killing her. And that moment was just like so profound because I said like these people's racism is so deep to protect their whiteness they will kill their own kind so of course i'm not safe and that revolutionized me i Mm. came back and i said oh no oh absolutely not and so we took that trip i came back and i was just like i first of all my my allegiance is always to black people to black students like talk about it i i I don't care about the salvation of these white people. I really don't oh. care. If they're safe, if they're not, that's not my ministry. I know my ministry is to care for and protect black people. And what I've learned since then is I'm not even here to protect all black people. I'm here to protect those and love those who are here for me. So who are here to protect me. So and I was just real. like, I'm mm-hmm. here to to uplift and and support black people. Like that is that is my job. Um <laughs> And speak so, on it right and also like i really i, I do want to say before we even go there melody does not hate white people that's not that's not the problem Nate said okay. that, not me. Ah, <laughs> melody speaks for melody <laughs> I, I have no interest in whiteness i have no investment in whiteness i have people mm-hmm. who identify as white yeah. like hopefully someday right. they will you know unlearn that whiteness but i hate whiteness i hate white supremacy mm-hmm. Me and too. if yeah. you're white if you identify as a white person meaning that your identity is rooted in whiteness i have nothing to offer you that is just me that is just my that's my opinion that's may valid. the day come where whiteness is destroyed and it exists no more so that's um, what i say on that but, ladies and gentlemen um, Malcolm X. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Wait, wait, I wanted to address something. In Melody's defense, I ain't like nobody in that class. Oh, yeah. I just throw that out there. Tanisha said, it wasn't just you. It was everybody. It was everybody. But I've grown to love them all. Yeah, we were all going through our own things. We were all going through our own things. Like, imagine taking us, coming from our context, and dropping us in this space. And, like, not thinking that we would not isolate or not you know have our own mental yeah. health problems and For all sure. those things because that's that that is that is like you you know how in like the 1950s when these these black children are like integrating these schools and you see these these black students being surrounded by this crowd of whiteness that's mm-hmm. essentially what our experience was it's like yeah. dropping us in the middle of that right um, and so I also like really I I was like then people who know me I was Molly Mormon growing up like mm. I had a deep love for the church like this I me too. I saw the church as like salvational for me right 
And so I was very, very invested in kind of helping black people in the church, like create a space and fight for that, because that's what I believe It's like we were going to be in this church. And I wanted us to claim that it was our church, too, because we had been here from, from the beginning. Right. And so a lot of my like activist work on, on campus turned to like, how do we cultivate spaces for black people in the church? And then we kind of all together with people who shall not be named, uh, started this group called the B1 group where we would have these different events to kind of support people who did want to to be in a church, but also like create these spaces for black people to be for the YSA. Yeah. And as we, as we get into this, so that came, if you remember the B1 celebration where they celebrated the 40th, the 40th anniversary of the church, removing the priesthood and temple ban, which, Mm interesting thing to celebrate i remember at the time being like i don't know necessarily why we need to celebrate this like i guess it's good that it's been removed but like it was actually black people who called for it mm. okay well i, I looked mean, at it as it a, was, a, a a time to take advantage of okay cool y'all want to celebrate this this is what we want yeah yeah mm-hmm. i know the black that's people how i looked who, at it the black people who planned it though they specifically said that like 40 years represents a very significant number in the scriptures that's After true 40 that years true. okay the people, uh, Moses' people were delivered out of the wilderness. And so it was this kind of like metaphorical <laughs> celebration that like after 40 years, this was supposed to represent kind of a new mm. dawn in the church where they would <laughs> well. be delivered from this wilderness and not wandering. <laughs> and we see that that was not the case. A new dawn. Camera move. Ten, years the case. <laughs> Ten years we later. Ten years later. We still ain't delivered. we still <laughs> in the wilderness. Look at the water. Well, no, because we don't care anymore. Right. We're not looking at we the water in the wilderness. Live, um, I love water. But yeah, it was, it was like I knew I was never, I knew I was never ashamed of being black. Like I grew up with people who survived in Jim Crow, Mississippi. Like mm. we had a deep, deep love for our blackness. Now you had to have a deep, deep love in your for your blackness to have any sort of 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 kind of joy or wellness growing up in in that environment. And mm. I was raised by, you know, my grandmother. My grandmother was a sheer You know, that's how mm. short history is. My grandmother's yeah. a sheer cropper. My Only grandfather was a sit-ins. What my grandfather was at sit-ins. Right, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Like only got an eighth grade education, could have to walk to school because the white the white kids would not let um they did not use the buses for the the black children. And when she was walking to school, they would throw rocks at her and everything. So like I come from like this 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 long heritage and this history of of being proud of being black. I just didn't know how to think of that within the church because I thought of the church as kind of like this blank slate of where these social issues didn't exist. And mm. I, I, I didn't I didn't have the language. I didn't have the knowledge to understand how everything is informed socially. Everything is is uh influenced by what's going on in the world, even our our religious spaces. And so I knew that like my purpose on campus was to tap into that that deep love for black people, that deep love for black history, that deep love for black bodies. I love myself, how I am. I have no desire to be white and delightsome. This is for specifically the black people on Twitter who say that we believe this. Uh, we do not believe. Speaking of we, as in like black Mormons, us at least do not believe that we will become white and delightsome when we uh, are 
resurrected, right? The mm. church did believe that, but just because the church I taught it doesn't mean that we believe that. We don't believe it. However, that is what we're talking. Yeah, exactly. So just we have to, we, we have as to. black folk don't believe it. Mm. Well, we specifically in this room don't believe it. <laughs> I was never taught that. But I was taught I that. Was. I was definitely taught they that. They couldn't have fixed their mouth to tell me that. Listen, I love my melanin. Listen, it was it was like this idea that like for me it was like oh okay this is like another piece of doctor. Also, like I don't even remember being taught the priesthood band so i was just like i'm here to support black students i'm here to kind of show them that um not even show them right because my focus was never then it was always us how can i like support us how can i uh uphold us how can i you know create spaces right um always cooking for people people was always at my house for food Mm -hmm. and supporting them in like various ways right um but yeah, it was a long journey. I think I'm talking too long. Give Andre some is. time. But... <laughs> <He is. laughs> we we, we moved on. We ready. I'm passing the mic to Andre. <laughs> I'm passing the mic it's to somebody. It's about goddamn time. <laughs> <laughs> it's about goddamn <laughs> Okay, well, I won't right. be long. I mean, you guys, I've already had my little podcast moment. So mm-hmm. if you want to know more, more about my life, you can go go back and look at the podcast. <laughs> but I specifically want to just talk about community. Yeah. Right? Love I mean, that. all four of us here, we've had the same group chat for years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there hasn't been a day that has gone by. And we've been out of school. Y'all been out of school for a minute now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, and we talk every single day. Yeah. And I just think for that's like just seven so... Years. Uh, seven years yeah. we've had a group, a group mm-hmm. chat. We've been 20, friends longer. Ooh, but that group, group like chat could talk. Listen, if you have, if you have <laughs> pissed either one of us off in seven years... You have been drugged in that group chat. We have called you every every name. Yeah, you you got drugged. Everybody got even God can call straight. I'm standing on it. I said it. You said it. Admit it. But um, and Juno, I just just speaking to those who who just go to PWIs in general. Yeah. Right. Or just placing in your life in general, wherever you are. Get you some friends. Mm-hmm. Get you some friends that, you know, that's just going to be there for you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you don't have to go through life lonely. Get you some friends because, mm-hmm. you know, we went to school at BYU some years ago, but we've changed so much, so much, you know, and we've just been able to see each other change, you know. And that's just kind of been really cool to kind of yeah. kind of see. Believe it or not, me and Andre used to be bald-headed and we ugly. We used to be ugly, Nate. And, uh, and this ugly is for, down. My, is this my camera? <laughs> Let me speak to the black people who go to HBCUs. When we go to events and it's other black people from PWIs, help us. Right. <laughs> we don't know. We ain't got no barbers at the PWI. <laughs> we don't help us. Okay, for the girls. Let's talk about, about us. Okay. Come on. You know, get your get your makeup out and help them girls. Right. Lay their edges down. <laughs> Okay, get them clippers out. Help us. We don't know. We 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 supposed to be, I, we building the cross lines. Yeah, to be I never other. needed help. <laughs> never. But always latest lady. Hmm, that part. Except that one time when that woman messed up my hair, but that's okay. Ooh, not that woman. Not that woman. Well. And I had to wear a wig for a year. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you used to cock that wig to the side and Man, call it a date. date. Had the name and everything. I had what to do it. I do not remember the name of that wig. Okay. Um, I love that wig. Another thing I want to talk about really fast is that 
you know, at that time at BYU, one thing I thought was interesting is that, um, you know, we all, not necessarily we all knew who, who we were, but we were all prepared to play major roles. Mm. You know, yes. Janisha led Black History Month Perspectives, um, um, you know, while she was there. Um, Melody was doing her thing. Nate was doing his thing, still doing his thing. You know, I was doing my thing. And I think just all of that together, we were able to create, you know, these huge movements, you know. The Avengers. The, no, the really Avengers. Um, really that dope. part. And, you know, we were able to bring this huge group of, you know, Black students at BYU together, you know. Um, you the know, ancestors all, ordained it. Yeah, it the was it was, it was was a good time. We were they really doing, us, you know, we were really we doing community work. Um, and, I mean, I think the Black students right now at BYU, they're, you know, they're doing their thing. Um, I don't want to talk too much about it, but... Um, they they did you know they started a class for black students. Uh, I think mm-hmm. it's called the Rhythm they and did. Soul Rhythm group. Soul Collective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hit them. Yeah, hit them up on Instagram. You know they got a class, and so mm-hmm. you know for Love future that. black students who are watching this podcast, if you go to BYU, I'm encouraging you to join, take the classes that Melody mentioned. Yeah, sociology. What was it? Of race and ethnicity. Race and ethnicity. Three twenty three. We've all taken it. Civil rights seminar. We've all taken it. Me and Nate took it. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. we, we were fighting with with some people in the class <laughs> and, um, you know but it was you know you learn so much you yep. know get active take this uh join this class the rhythm and soul class you know when we went to byu and i was more of an arts person my yeah. you know my, my degree that right. i'm currently still working on but i'll be done in may amen you know is a, a music degree and so my you know my role with the arts getting the choir together you know helping yep. step team out mm-hmm. and when i went to byu there was nothing for us imagine going to a school where there are some for the natives, some for the Polynesians, mm-hmm. some for the everything for the whites, some for the Latinos. <laughs> but when it's time for black people, there is nothing for us. And yes. when we try to come up with something, oh, that's, that's, that's too political. Yeah. Oh, you got to go talk it's, to such and such. Mm-hmm. You got to go mm-hmm. talk to them, you know? And mind you, when they say it's too political, it's not crazy. It's not like we're asking to post a, a rally or nothing like that. It's yeah, like a picture of a woman with an afro that we yeah, right. on the poster. Okay, it's probably because they picture males sitting on their front line oh, milling, <laughs> doing this. Maybe I was on scholarship. I wouldn't get down there with y'all. I was on scholarship. <laughs> they were take my Wait, scholarship I out. Shoot. I was scared. I was scared. I walked through the, through the valley. <laughs> it was a like shadow of the bell. Uh, listen, they treat me right. They treat me right. These are some good white folks. They're making me money every semester. <laughs> These some good ones. You get up off that ground. So for real. But and um, mind you, we're not telling future black students not to come. You need to come. Mm-hmm. You need to come. That's you want to come to BYU? Answer. If you want to come to BYU, come. Come, but come, uh, come and be ready. Come be ready. I think the problem be ready. is that they don't inform BYU or they don't inform black students before they get here. Yeah. So mm-hmm. like, you think that you're getting one thing mm-hmm. and then when you show up here, it's a completely different yep. thing. So it's I think not the for thing, the week. Yeah, I think that's the thing that like your videos and like our experiences and us yeah. talking to other students and yep. black menaces, I think that's kind of given black students an opportunity to be more informed mm-hmm. about the type of people that they're going to be coming across on a daily yeah, I would basis. Say that. This video. <laughs> Please watch these things before yes. you make that decision. Because mm-hmm. I will say, Donisha says, say, come. I'm going to say, you don't have to deal with this. You could be Black and Mormon in other spaces. That's true. Mm-hmm. And there are Which other spaces black. that will fulfill your needs, right? I guess I guess the question for you is, what do you need out of BYU? Mm-hmm. And if that is a Mormon community, you'll get that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, if there is, if, if you are more inclined to, I want more support for my identity as being black or being a woman or being queer. I 
I'm not sure BYU is the space for you. And I think you could find better spaces that will support you that you can also still find Mormon spaces. The church is everywhere. So mm-hmm. that's my advice. I think for me, uh, I knew that God wanted me here. God wanted me at BYU. Mm, I tried to leave. As much hell as you cost from that school. (laughs) God wanted me there for a reason. I also served a mission. It was at Provo, Utah at BYU. um, I remember I almost left my sophomore year. I was ready to transfer. I got accepted into my home uh, college down there. I had did my FAFSA, everything. I I didn't have anything prepared for the next year. And I remember I was getting ready. I was leaving in a week and I wasn't gonna come back. I was leaving in a week, and I looked out that window at Helaman Halls. I was an RA. Mm-mm. I had looked out my window, and I was looking up at the mountains, and all I heard was, you need to be here. Don't leave. You need to be here. Mm. When I tell you, my my brother, Mike, mm-hmm. Mike White Mangum. Mike. Shout out to Mike. We I love you, Mike. Mike. We love I you. love Mike. Love you, Mike. That's my brother for life. He went with me to my... Um, MSS. He went to me. I'm talking about my scholarships and trying to figure that out, trying to figure out where I'm going to live. He went with me everywhere. I didn't get an endorsement. Or was it an endorsement? You got to do one every year, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't get none of that. He we he watched me experience three miracles that day. Mm. All the deadlines had passed. Mm. And I got everything done that day. And he was right there by my side. I will say this is Jonisha's experience. This is not that was my experience. experience. So pray about yeah, it. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. God, mm-hmm. figure it out. Yeah, God going to lead you. You they gonna tell you what you need to do. Exactly. You better listen. Yeah. It is what it is. But I don't know. I don't know who the audience is. Is your audience predominantly Mormon? It's everybody. It's 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 progressive. Black folks be reading the hell out of ex Mormons. It's black people. What should I be in Black Mormons is people from all over the place. Yeah. We got listeners all over the world. So. Is there anything else we need to address? Do we need to address the haters? Where we are now? Ooh, no. I think that's a good Forget question. What are we doing now? Where are we at now? Let's talk about it. How, how has BYU shaped your experience to who you are now? Mm-hmm. Well, it's here, man. Well, it. Don't, don't, don't be long-winded. Um, <laughs> don't be long-winded. Got places to be. People <laughs> to see. BYU, uh, I'm grateful for the community I found there, for the friends I found there. Um, if I had a choice, I would not choose BYU again. Hmm. Um, that place did some things for my mental health and for my physical health that I will be kind of unlearning and recovering from for a long time, mm-hmm. right? Being in that space also kind of maybe didn't give me the space to really maybe express uh, all the parts of my identity as someone who now identifies as being Black and queer. I think leaving that space, also leaving the LDS church, because I don't ne- I don't necessarily identify as being Mormon, maybe post-Mormon. Don't give me the title of ex-Mormon. No offense, but they be doing the most. But um, <laughs> I think um, BYU taught me that, uh, forced me to learn that if I wanted joy, if I wanted peace, then I was responsible for that. Because mm. these environments, these institutions... Um, are not going to give me that unless they're all destroyed, right? Which I hope for someday, right? Not, I I root for the end of the world. Not so destroyed. That something new can be created. But I think, um, yeah, BYU taught me that there's power in community. BYU taught me that um, that I am responsible for my own wellness and my own healing because these spaces will not will not give them to me. Mm. Okay. Um, for me, <clears throat> now what am I addressing? Where I am now? Where you at now? I love my life. Oof. I love my life. I'm happy. Uh, I live for me. 
I do what I want to do. When I want to do it, and that's never changed. How I want to do it ain't never changed. <laughs> I love my life, and I love that um, the uh, the process that the Lord has put me through. Mm, the talk journey, about it. talk about it. The journey it has been a journey, um, not shy of bumps and humps, but um, it, it's been a journey, and He's carried me um, along all the way through, uh, walking right there next to me. There's a poem, y'all know that poem yeah. where it's like the footsteps in the sand. Yeah, yes, you know me, with, I know about he's heart. been there with me the whole time. <laughs> the cries, the screaming, the fighting, the group messages, the Facebook posts. He's been there with me the whole time. Mm-hmm. And um, I was needed at BYU. I personally don't think I would have um excelled at a HBCU. Mm-hmm. Because when I went back home, I experienced that lifestyle, and I wouldn't have went to class. Mm. <laughs> my God, I would my not God. have been in class. So mm. I think I think BYU was good for me. It was good to isolate me from what my environment was growing up, mm. and I was able to really just focus on my education mm. and learn certain things and meet these great people here. Uh, but I think BYU is a it is a place. It's a place with its ups and downs, just like everywhere else. You have to find the light. Um, and, uh, unlike me, I am Mormon. Mm. I am a, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 straight I, I am Mormon <laughs> and, um, I am a, uh, active member <laughs> and I love my church. <laughs> I made it a last thing. I wrote this poem. I'm not going to read the whole poem, but I wrote this poem February 10th. 2018. Mm. And this is when we had our little poetry slam. It was BSU, right? Our little poetry slam and everything mm. and people perform music and all that stuff. And it's called I Love My BYU. And so at the very end, I say, um, I strive to be resilient. I try to provide a voice. Some say it's brilliant, but I feel like I don't have a choice. I try to help those who are behind with love and compassion in my heart and understanding in my mind. I love my BYU. Yes, this is true. I love my BYU. I just wish it loved me too. Mm. Mm. So that's all I have to say. All right, Andre. Child, where is him? Where is him? I'm here. Um, Yeah, I think I I just can't stress enough. You know, get you some friends that you can take to the end, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Um, And for them, oh, I can't say that. For people who struggle socially, I ain't got no advice for you because I don't. But, um, you know, find you some friends. Stick it out. Um, but on this note, I don't I don't really affiliate with the Mormon church anymore. Um, you know, because of I live in Utah and we all still have good friends who are still part of the Mormon church. There may be some events we attend, et cetera. But in general, um, I got my mind going blank. Um Anyway, um, you say about? you don't affiliate with the Mormon church, the Mormon mm-hmm. church. but you still go to certain events. Still go to certain events. So where are and you where keeping friends? Where, yeah, where am I now? Community. <laughs> um, yeah, get you a friend group. Um, I was going to talk about something. Anyway, it's gone now. If it but back, yeah, I think I know back. what you were about to talk about. What are you talk about? Sometimes people will allow the devil to use them. Mm. That's what you were about to talk about? I wouldn't, but you opened Uh, up the can, so go ahead. I'm just going to throw this out there. Because when you come up here and you do great things and you're making progress, there's always going to be some pushback. And sometimes that pushback looks like you. Mm. And people, what happens is people feel certain emotions. 
uh, what do they say? Uh, envy, jealousy, <laughs> things like that. And the devil is able to take that, magnify it, That's and use that person. That's scripture. Don't let the devil in, use I you. I don't believe in the devil. Mm-hmm. I think it's just deep. I, say I think it's, it's a... I think it's a... Being Ooh, not good people. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yes, I agree. Don't let the devil, my babies, my sweet babies, mm-hmm. my babies. don't let the devil use y'all. We love you for real. Right. Yeah. Um, let that hurt go. Exactly. <laughs> let it go. <laughs> this is what I was going to say. Okay, now uh, my, all my family's black, and I'm talking about we, black, black, dysfunctional black. Anyway, <laughs> um, no. you know, while I was part of the church, I realized that my relationship with them wasn't as strong. And I think it's some, you know, a little bit because of you know i didn't you know i didn't enjoy being in the spaces that they were in mm-hmm. you know but I now that i don't really affiliate with the church our relationship is so different you know while you're in the church they teach you that families are forever families are eternal you know but if your family isn't in the church yeah what you supposed to do and you then get, you like, know get a new you've family. been taught also that like you're supposed to stand in holy places only mm-hmm. affiliate with people who are doing exactly these in the world but not of the world. Yeah. Yeah. so in a way not that my family has always judged me i think it was more of they care about me they didn't want you know um they didn't really want me to you know to feel left out or they didn't want me to you know invite me to places that where they know i wouldn't fit in you know but now that i don't affiliate with the church and um you know our relationship is so much stronger yeah. and you know i'm hanging out with my sisters more and my dad um you know, who's the, the straightest man I know, who's the, the best man. He's worked the same job since, you know, I was a kid. Mm. Um, you know, our relationship is so much closer. And um, everyone who knows me knows that I'm openly gay. Mm. Um, and so I'm able, I'm able to love out loud and, and mm. you know, and my family supports it. Mm. Um, you know, my, my dad is looking forward to meeting, you know, whoever I decide to, you know, date or whatever. And so um, I think for me, the church played a huge part in my life. And I think it was needed. Mm. At a certain point in my life. Mm-hmm. But as exactly. a black man, yeah. I feel like I've outgrown it. Mm-hmm. And there is Same. nothing Same. that a white man mm-hmm. can teach me about God that I don't already know. Amen, Andre. Mm-hmm. Amen. And on that Amen. note, the church served I'm its done. purpose. <laughs> well, um, it to be. I've outgrown it. It does not serve my needs anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That was not my experience. <laughs> and I only say that just because we've all had different experiences. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was on the block Saturday night and I went to church on Sunday. Mm-hmm. But that's how I grew up. And I, and I think I uh, contribute a lot of that to my mom. I was just very strong willed. Like you going to the, the Lord say, come as you are. Mm-hmm. And so that's how I came mm-hmm. unapologetically. Okay, measure you are one sock on one shoe. That <laughs> for real. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. This is also a PSA, you know. Really, what I meant was, men don't don't come in my DMs. <laughs> you know, beautiful <laughs> black fem, fem, fem. Let them know. Very, very intentional in saying that. No, no disrespect to those who don't identify as fem, but it's a lot of my DMs. Not Dr. don't don't Dr. come Jackson, in my DMs. My man is first. the Lord, <laughs> and that's all I mine. need right now. <laughs> not mine. <laughs> Baddies only. The is there anything else we're missing, y'all? I think we addressed think everything, go, right? It's about, it's a yeah, no. Real quick, let me just say this to the Multicultural Student Center at Brigham Young oh University. Gosh. Let me say the this: smoke. get mm. y'all shit together together because the way y'all treated our black babies at BYU last night at that prospectus program was not cute and as the alumni <laughs> it's our job to protect it. they don't have mm. a voice them babies but we we don't call it out every time and, mm. and i will add if your multiculturalism is grounded and founded on anti-blackness 
then it needs to be rethought and needs to be thrown away and redone. The mm-hmm. MSS office has never been for black people. Ooh. We have had people in the MSS office that have supported us, but as an institution, they do not care about us. They they support other students on campus, right? Other multicultural students on campus, but they definitely need to do a better job at supporting and listening to black students and also mm-hmm. understanding blackness because they do not understand blackness, right? They think it's this like monolithic one thing, right? Only this experience of the civil rights movement, which it isn't, right? They only um, are willing to engage in it in that way. And that's not true. So when those babies came to y'all and wanted to present blackness in a different way and y'all said, no, that show me that your multiculturalism is founded in anti-blackness. Mm-hmm. And that if we're talking about spirituality and religion, it's not of God. Get it together. Oh, Those are my, that's um, my two piece. Thank you, Malcolm X. My little king speaking here. Um, after last night, knowing that all the hard work we did to build up perspectives to where it was, mm. seeing the performance last night and having to watch video presentations of previous years crushed my heart. Mm crushed it i literally put blood sweat and tears into that show i was mm-hmm. in literally offices literally. crying mm-hmm. to advisors crying to deans what do i do how could i do this and so to see what it has become broke my heart mm-hmm. and um i know i'm vowing to be more involved mm-hmm. as an alumni mm-hmm. uh moving forward because what happened last night can never happen again mm-hmm. And for those of you who are not familiar with Perspectives at BYU, it's a Black History Month celebration started by a Black faculty member or staff member. I can never, I don't ever know which one's which. But anyway, started by a Black uh, employee of BYU (laughs) many years ago uh, to celebrate Black History Month. Um, The Black Student Union has always been the ones to, you know, it's it's run through the Multicultural Student Services Office, but the Black students have always been the ones to supply the people who perform in it, to choreograph a a step routine and dance routine. We do that every year um, to provide, you know, different, like all everything about perspectives. Um, we provide the essence of that, right? Um, and then, you know, the MSS office provides like the the, the stage that we use and, and um, you know, they, they're involved with, with some of the planning and the themes and stuff like that. But it's the BSU who puts it on. Mm-hmm. Um, and BSU went to the Multicultural Students and Service Office and said, hey, here's what we want to do this year. Since there are many different types of blackness and black culture within the diaspora, we want to represent some of that. And so they said, well, we want to have a Caribbean section. We want to have a Nigerian section. We want to have a black American section. Um, which if you've ever been to Luau or Fiesta, mm-hmm. where they, you know, those are celebrations for Polynesian people or Latinx people, they have uh, dancers from different regions, from different countries, whether it's mm-hmm. Fiji, Samoa, Tahiti, yep. um, Peru, Mexico, yep. like different states in Mexico, different, you know, um, all these different places, right? They have mm-hmm. these regions set up. And so BSU said, hey, we want to do something similar to that. We're planning everything. We'll take care of the dances. We'll take care of the performances. The MSS office said no, but they didn't have a plan. Mm-hmm. BSU asked them, well, what do you guys have planned? Oh, we don't have anything planned, but your idea is not going to work. Mm-hmm. It's not anything different than what's been done before. So they said no to that. And then they told the Black Student Union that Perspectives, the Black History Month celebration that mm. happens every year in February during Black History Month, was not for the Black students. My it was God. not for Black people. Black. It was for the general BYU audience. And so the BSU said, okay, bet. Well, we're going to boycott this year. And they did not participate. 
And we attended last night because we'd already planned on attending anyway. So we attended and it was a mess. They, there were no, there was one black person in the entire performance, in the entire show. The performance was less, the, the whole show was less than an hour, which normally is closer to an hour and a half, two hours. The whole thing was less than an hour. Um, they had maybe two or three actual performances. Yeah. And the rest was video presentations of things that black students in the Black Student Union have done in previous years. Mm. So they played a step presentation that was fully choreographed and designed by members of the Black Student Union. Um, they took a video from that and played Shout out that. to Deborah. Uh-huh. Shout, Shout out, out to, to Deborah. Deborah. Shout Let's... out to Taylor, all of them, you know, that, that choreographed that. Um, they did the same thing with another video presentation. They took that from a previous year. Um, and so they're using these faces of these students that they told, this is not for you. Mm-hmm. This Black History Month celebration is not for you. Mm-hmm. And then they took their faces and used them as part of that Black History Month celebration. Ain't shit. And so last night, we got a very clear picture of what perspectives the Black History Month celebration looks like when it's not for Black people. Mm-hmm. And it was disgusting. Mm-hmm. And the MSS office should be ashamed. We're not going to name any specific names, but fuck y'all. And you should be ashamed. Shout yourselves. out to the BSU for standing on, on business. On business. They I were so solid. Proud of y'all. They said we Most ain't performing. They, mm-hmm. they, they, they stood together for they sure. Did. They, they stood really together. And we're proud of you. We support you. We love you. We and if y'all need you. anything, you got anything people. at all. Call Janisha. Y'all are not by yourselves. <laughs> y'all are not alone. Mm-hmm. Call Nini. Y'all got people. Yes. Yep. Y'all got people. Look, and you have people, right, that know how to. Work within mm-hmm. that BYU. Right, the system. Absolutely, you have people. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. And if if somebody tells you no, we know where to go to where you can get a yes. Yep. We know exactly. And go on the news. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Be in the news papers. <laughs> All that tribute. Because that publicity, that's your best friend. Absolutely. That keep you safe. Okay. This was good, y'all. This was we were good. able to do this. Mm-hmm. This feels good. Absolutely. There, you got to go, honey. <laughs> yes, we do have to go. So we love y'all. We gonna we catch love y'all. y'all. See you next week. No, Bye, my uh, sweet babies. Wait, I want to give my Instagram. Oh, oh okay. You gonna tag us? You know you gotta give out your socials. Oh, so you can follow me on Instagram Look at, at Kid Melody. So K I D underscore M E L O D I E. All right. My name is Janisha Williams. Um, you can uh, call me at one eight hundred choke that hoe. I know it's underscore Janisha. Nate gonna put it on there. You can follow me, uh, my OnlyFans, Instagram, <laughs> Andre Johns, Andre Dash Johnson 100. I think. Shit, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know I don't know what the kids call it. I don't know. <laughs> on the book of the face. On the book of the face. <laughs> mm-hmm. On the tic <laughs> For us, it's always the same. Follow us at the Black Menaces on everything Instagram, Twitter, not TikTok. Facebook, TikTok. And uh, yeah, the YouTube. Black Menaces on YouTube. Yep. Yep. Keep you subscribing go. and keep okay. watching them videos. Um, and then also, if you want to donate, Ooh. feel yeah. free to uh, Venmo us at the Black Menaces or the blackmenaces.org slash black donate. Month. I'm finna Venmo right now. It's black, black History black Month. History <laughs> Thank you. Send some money our way because we yes. still out here making these videos. Yes. We still out here in the community. We still out here doing our things. Not getting paid for it, really. Exactly. A little bit, but not that much. Um, and then also feel free to check out the merch store (laughs) blackmenaces.org slash store with that we love you we gonna catch you next week love you so much y'all got merch make it enough (laughs) (laughs) deleting and adding deleting no I'm gonna keep everything in there except that milk white people for their money yeah take that out and bleep the hole after 1-800 choke the hoe I don't need to be reported. Dude, you said, I love my people. I'm getting this degree. What do you mean? I'm an actor. I'm an actor member. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an actor. I love my church. <laughs> <laughs>